This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get started. We got a busy segment, topics worthy of discussion. The panel program for Pizzaville, dial pound 3636. It's Friday. Here comes the Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, Minister <laughs> at Trinity St. Paul Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, and the former NDP MPP for Parkdale High Park. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Sean. Such fun to be here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait for it. Powder <laughs> dry. Right. Uh, I'm it. getting predictable. Uh, John Capobianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner, and National Practice Leader for Public Affairs in Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office. How's John? John's great. How are you? Likewise, thanks. Good. And Michael Giles. He's been in government 30 years, currently Chief of Staff to Deputy Mayor Anna Bailau. Michael, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Why well, start saying happy birthday to John Capobianco yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's right. Happy well, birthday, you know, appreciate that. It was November 2nd, uh, and uh, so, but, uh, listen, a birthday month is always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, how much you want to backdate it? It was like six days ago, for crying out loud. Does it ever and really trying. <laughs> yeah, it was back in October. Uh, happy birthday. Belated. Uh, I see you've all got poppies, and this is a good sign. Remembrance Day just around the bend. It's going to be hellacious, by the way, weather-wise on Monday. I know everybody was sort of bracing themselves for that. Uh, relax, Torontonians. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> Everybody's already projecting to Monday. But, you know, I had a discussion just before you arrived, before the top of the hour, on the poppy issue, because... There are some uh, stories uh, in the UK, for example. Uh, some folks are wearing rainbow poppies to connote that there were gays in the military, although, and they gave, you know, their service honorably as much as anyone else. Uh, just at the time, perhaps uh, weren't recognized because, you know, there was a lot of discrimination or even the prospects of being kicked out of the military. As you know, uh, people were rather subdued in uh, announcing their sexual orientation uh, in times past. And uh, then you had pacifists. This came out in the immediate aftermath of World War One, who would insist on white poppies. Now, the Legion is pretty adamant. The only poppy color is red. We can't deviate from that. They have proprietary rights on that. But do you think in terms of uh, a statement or uh, at least acknowledgement, there ought to be some latitude shown when it comes to the color of the poppy, Sherry? Um, well, I, I believe in freedom of speech in this instance, but having said that, it's what this is the choice of the veterans, and this is about the veterans. This is about those people who served. Um, and so, yes, it's got to be read in my books. Um, uh, but, you know, people will do what they will. I, I think that's it's really important, particularly some of you to acknowledge whatever we think of the war they fought in or people who, you know, start wars or whatever we think of war, whether it's just war or pacifist or not, you have to acknowledge the people who served and the sacrifices they made. And most of them were so young. I, I, you know, we, we, we simply have to show that respect. And uh, and I think their choice is the red poppy, red poppy. Red poppy it well, is. Well, all right. Is there going to be, like, uniformity of opinion here, like a consensus, Michael? <laughs> I think so, yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's what it represents, and it's just one of those symbols you don't play with. And, you know, there's lots of ways to acknowledge other things. And, you know, for example, you know, gays and lesbians were definitely discriminated against, but there's other ways of doing it than... And co-opting the poppy, and it's not them specifically. I know there's other groups that have done this and and uh, changed it and done this and done that. And 
uh, I just think that uh, this this is just a symbol that represents so much and should be protected. John, you would go along with that? I, I would, and I, like I should say, like, I understand various groups and organizations who feel that they want to sort of, you know, celebrate the poppy and, and, and remembrance sort of in their own certain way, so I don't think it's malicious in the sense of what they're trying to do, other than the pacifists who obviously you know, didn't agree with the war and don't agree with the war. Um, but I do think, though, that it is the veterans' uh, prerogative. They believe in the color. The, the legions have said that it's, it's got to be red. And also, to their point, the red denotes the blood spilled, you know, in the right, world right. war, and that blood uh, are from are from men and women, uh, doesn't matter what color, what sexual orientation they are, it is those who defended our country, and the red should, should be the unifying uh, color for all uh, for all this. So. Alright, so it's all across the board, everybody agrees, ought to be red, some things are sacrosanct and not to be trifled with. And speaking of which, you know, uh, are all things meant to be immutably sacrosanct? Uh, I was just noticing, and earlier in the afternoon, we had on uh, one of the board trustees, Michael DeGrand, uh, with the Toronto <laughs> District Catholic School Board. Uh, there was a big vote last night after a marathon meeting to uh, mend the code of conduct on gender issues with the Catholic School Board and uh, the idea to include now uh, gender expression, gender identity, family status, and marital status uh, within the code that would recognize, you know, these are not grounds or these are grounds protected against discrimination. And uh, yet... Uh, Del Grande was in the losing uh, cadre. They voted eight to four to amend, uh, but he was one of the four dissenting opinions saying, you know, uh, this goes against Catholic doctrine. Uh, But yet you had Minister Lecce, the education minister, saying that, well, the Ontario Human Rights Code affords protection for on the basis of gender expression, identity, family status and marital status. And the school board has to comply so where does that leave them? So he says there are competing rights here, John Capobianco. Did the Catholic board uh, basically compromise here or water down Catholic doctrine? Well, I think I think they sort of came to the realization that times have changed and that there are certain things, not least of which the Human Rights Code, but other uh, important factors, given the fact that also a public school system and should be open and, and accessible and everybody should be treated fairly and equally uh, in some cases. I think, you know, and I know Michael Del Grand and I know him quite well, and he's been consistent on this issue. So Michael's never deviated from this particular side and his personal view of this, and he obviously voiced his concern at the uh, at the council meeting, which Again, it was was a controversial because the committee, I think, a week or two prior, were the ones that actually suggested that not be included. And the board, the full board, obviously had this long debate yesterday uh, and voted to to have it. And not only did the, the, the minister, but also the Archdiocese of Toronto. Right. Uh, send a letter. Uh, Cardinal Carter sent a letter to say that he would also Collins. Collins. Collins mm. uh, forgive me. Uh, uh, sent a letter to say that he also would support this. Uh, this being included. So I think they did the right choice, uh, notwithstanding the the four account, uh, trustees that voted uh, against it. Sherry, I got to guess uh, you're rubber stamping the decision, right? Well, we spoke about this last week, John, and and I said I, I trust uh, Catholics. I I know the school teachers to do the right things for the children, and they did, and that's that's great, and that's exactly as it should be. And as the author of that bill that added gender identity and gender expression to the Ontario Human Rights Code, I can tell you it was a tri-party bill, and conservatives signed on to that. Um, so of, of course, and we're going to have a moment of silence November 20th, and Lisa McLeod signed on to that bill, and she's going to lead that moment of silence. So uh, for those trans folk who've lost their lives because they're the most subject to to violence by the LGBTQ uh, community. So, uh, th- yes, it's a good day for students. It's a good day for human rights. And it's uh, it's the Christian thing to do. All right. Well, I'm Christian, but uh, I was talking about Catholic doctrine and it doesn't necessarily reconcile with this. So I'm just wondering, there's a rift within the ranks. Obviously, if you had an eight to four vote, uh, it's not unanimous. 
So what does that do with the Toronto Catholic District School Board? Well, I don't think it does what some people think it does. I mean, what it basically says is respect and treat others fairly. And then it goes and, and lists the, uh, the, um, the, you know, the different categories, disability, uh, sexual orientation, age. I don't think I don't see how that's inconsistent with Catholic doctrine. There are people who will not accept or who do not believe necessarily in this, and that's fine. That's their right. But um, in terms of human rights and everything else, what this is saying is that we respect and treat others fairly. I don't see how that's uh, uh, inconsistent with Christian or Catholic doctrine. I'm a practicing Catholic myself, and uh, you know, I heard the last time I heard uh, Jesus said, "You know, love one another as I, as I have loved you." You know, so all right. Well, I guess you know the quibbling is over whether or not gender identity is a thing versus you know uh, two sexes, male and female. Well, but I think the issue here is not about whether it's gender identity, the, you know, gay, lesbian, or anything. I think what it is, what this is talking about, is treating others respectfully and fairly. It's not about whether you accept that or you believe that it's consistent with Catholic doctrine, what it's saying is within this particular, these ed- educational institutions, we will respect and treat everybody fairly regardless of who they are or, or, or what they believe. And, and uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not uh, um, respecting Catholic doctrine because you have the right not to, to believe this, not to accept, uh, you know, certain things, but you still have an obligation societally and religiously to respect and treat others fairly. In uh, fact, I would also say, John, that to, to Michael's point with respect to Catholic doctrine, the uh, uh, Cardinal Collins and, and Archdiocese made the point of saying, yeah, we support it, but also we respect the fact that it should fall within the Catholic doctrine and, and, and Catholic teachings as well. So there was that caveat that they said, yes, it should be included, but but you know, not not to say that it shouldn't be sort of within the Catholic teachings and the Catholic. So there was that uh, that that part of it, I believe, that he had said that they had said in that letter to uh, which I think was trying to placate some of those that felt, well, look, is this completely compromising the Catholic faith? Um, and and most believe that it wasn't. All right. Well, that was the thing that bewildered me. I wasn't sure exactly how you square that circle, but uh, nonetheless, that's not my my fight to fight. I was just trying to understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something else I was trying to understand, you know, when it comes to uh, matters of faith and conscience, you know, when a Globe and Mail reporter the other day asked Andrew Scheer whether he thinks homosexuality is a sin, is that a fair thing to ask a politician, Sherry DeNovo? Well, I, I think it's a weird thing to ask a politician is what I would say. But, I mean, the bottom line is uh, uh, this this plays, of course, to Shear's weakness and was his weakness during the campaign is where does he stand on on these uh, social issues? Yeah, but how come and, people and don't the, get asked, other leaders don't get asked about their positions on these matters? Well, they have been. I mean, in oh. terms of human rights, it's about human rights. Um, so clearly, Would anybody ask Jagmeet Singh, for example, uh, how do you feel is homosexuality a sin in the Sikh religion? Well, they probably didn't ask him if it was a sin in the Sikh religion, I, I don't believe that it is, for starters. But also, um, he's very been very pointed on the fact that he that we're inclusive as a party, and that he's inclusive, and that they're you know and and you know in sight of God, all people are equal. And I should point out that Matthew, I believe it's 1912, Jesus says some are born that way, 2,000 years before Lady Gaga. So um, you know, read your scripture. Um, so I mean, I, I, again, um, and. And so is Trudeau. Trudeau has been asked if he supports LGBTQ rights, and he said absolutely. Yeah, but he says he's a Catholic, and he's also good on abortion. So, I mean, how come nobody's pressing him on that? It sounds like it's selective in terms well, of... Well, and he's evolved on the issue of abortion, quite frankly. Justin Trudeau has. Oh, you has know, he? He has evolved over the course of the number, a number is of years. Is it a fair question to ask a politician about matters of personal faith and conscience? I think, you know what, I, what gets me about this is the fact that there aren't they aren't asking other politicians about this. They're asking Andrew Scheer about this. And Andrew Scheer, to his credit, basically said, you know, and all 
and I know, albeit that he sort of, you know, didn't, meant, didn't answer it as quickly as he probably should have. But he came back and said, "Look, I am, I am, I am pro pro life, and but I'm not going to uh, in any way change the laws of Canada. I'm not going to change this as a, as a as a prime minister. And I think you have to take him at his word. And and they should be asking every politician or none of them." Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.